podcast where we cut deeper than our movie fandom. I'm Cristobal. And I'm Brooks. And um, today we're going to be, uh, we're going to have like a little bit of topics before we get into the main one, which is going to take most of this uh, podcast uh, space. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, a uh, movie that's been needing to be out in theaters for two years now. Over two years. Yeah, over two years. Forget. Jesus. It was supposed to come out that long ago. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Top Gun Maverick. But yep. before we do that, we're going to get into some movies that were, um, has, since our last podcast, has had some trailers pop up, some new ones, like some official ones, and um, just to get us ready for those. So uh, in that time, we've had... Uh, a new Thor Love and Thunder trailer. I guess this is the um, the official one, yeah. technically. And um, I'll let you start. What did you think of it? Well, it's not fresh in my head because it was. It's been a, it's been a, a little bit since it. It's been a few days since it came. Like what, like a week? Or yeah, something? it's been uh, probably even longer than that. Yeah, it's been over a week since it dropped. Um, it's not fresh in my head, but I do remember quite a bit of it. We got our first look at Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale. Yeah. Looking like he's back in his in his the machinist days. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Christian Bale, man. Like he I think he looks really good. As the the the, the little bit they showed of him, I was like, ooh, this cause to me, like, yeah, sure he's super skinny, but like to me, like he 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 just exhumes like a, a dangerous, deadly being. Yeah. Of some sort. And um I feel like what they're gonna do here is Hemsworth is going to be like totally um, kind of comedic and funny off of Bale's absolute seriousness. Yeah. I, I feel like, that. I feel like Bale is going to be like deathly serious and sinister and, and cryptic and, and Hemsworth is just going to be cracking jokes and that's going to be the humor of it all. That's going to, that's going to be what it is. Yeah. Um, because that's what that's what they're going with Thor. That's what they want to do with Thor. They want to make Thor more humorous. Mm-hmm. I do hope that they still uh, make room for the absolute epic moments forth that Thor should have. Because I love it when Thor has insanely epic moments in his films. Oh, yeah. um, when he he had that one with uh, Lady with, with uh, Hela and uh, and Thor Ragnarok when she said, uh, "What are you? What were you the god of again?" and he summons like the biggest lightning blast he's ever summoned yeah. before. And then he goes into that whole, like, he goes full on God mode. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. Yeah. And I liked how he did it again in infinity war when he showed up on the battlefield of Wakanda. I love, I love it when Thor gets epic moments like that. Oh yeah. And I hope they still, ha- I'm all for like this new humorous side of Thor. I think it's great and entertaining. I just don't want them to, forego um epic amazing moments for you know just just to, for the sake of a joke um but i'm not i'm not worried about this film being bad at all it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun mm-hmm. and i'm excited to see what what um natalie portman does as uh, her own new version of uh, jane as thor mm-hmm. i'm i'm curious to know how that happened, how it came about, how she came into possession of of the hammer that would that it's clearly the hammer that was shattered before. Yeah, uh, the, people have been coming out with different theories. Well, it's like no, it's clearly the hammer. It just got somehow put back together. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if she, I don't know if it was taken back to Nidavellir and uh, Peter Dinklage repaired it. <laughs> I, don't, I would yeah. love to see Peter Dinklage again back at Nidavellir. I hope that, I hope, I kind of hope Nidavellir comes back in this movie. That would be nice mm -hmm. to see. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It looked, that's oh, oh yeah. The only other thing I remember is uh, is when he gets stripped naked and then they blurred it out. And I'm just wondering, like, are they going to show the butt in the actual movie? Yeah, like, I think so. Yes, yeah, right. Because because they show Hulk butt in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I, I thought it was funny that they blurred it out. I was just like, oh, no, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I guess I, I get it because if you're Playing it at home and the kids, well, I don't know. yeah. FCC, <laughs> I don't know. I, I get, I get what it. What you said, the FCC. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I just think about the Family Guy song. <laughs> They're the fellas at the freaking FCC. Oh, I love that. Yep. Oh, but it looks, it looks really good. I'm excited. I don't got much more to say than that. Yeah. Um. Thor Ragnarok was, is probably still in my top ten of MCU movies. Um, obviously, my favorite Thor movie out of the three. Um, so, uh, since Taika Waititi is coming back to direct this one, again, I'm looking really forward to it. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll get uh, those epic moments because there's these scenes in the trailer where it's like really monochromatic shots of gore and valkyrie and thor i don't know that may be the last battle we get with them three with those three mm -hmm. and i don't know where they're at but that just the way it was shot being all monochromatic and stuff looks pretty epic so I, i'm pretty sure we'll get those moments um but i i really like how natalie portman got really buff for oh yeah mighty She's thor an, she got some arms yeah because I know when they announced she, that she was going to be Mighty Thor, uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of uh, complaining or arguing that she won't be able to pull it off because at that time she was uh, a little bit skinnier. Yeah, and, and she's like, forty. Yeah, she's forty, and she got she got arms like yeah. that. Yeah, that I like how that they when they when she got the hammer and they do that shot of her. Clearly, mm. they're showing off her arms. Oh, yeah. There's, I was like, oh, look at you, girl. <laughs> And I was uh, over at um, I was over at uh, one of one of our friends' house, mm -hmm. um, our neighbors in this neighborhood, uh, Jill and Ben. We were over. At, me and Haley were over at their place, and and uh, Jill and me got into a got into a, a disagreement over Natalie Portman's age. And I'm just like, I've heard, I hear she's forty. You know? mm -hmm. And I, Jill was actually like, No, she's not closer to my age. She's like, she's like thirty, whatever. And I was like, No, I think she's straight up forty. And I looked it up, and I was like, Yeah, see, she's forty. Yeah. So, um, hey, if Hugh Jackman can do it, oh, dude. Natalie Portman can do it. Freaking, yeah, and the, and the, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, what Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot did. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she was like, you go back to Fast Five oh, yeah. when she just when she disrobes for that one scene. She's like, she's model skinny, yeah, very attractive. But she's like, she's like, she's like a pole. She's yeah. very, she's very very skinny. But then when she took on Wonder Woman, she she, she put on some muscle. She mm -hmm. she beefed up a little bit. She's still very, and it's like it's almost perfect the way she displays Wonder Woman because she's still very 
skinny and slender, but she's got some muscle on her. Yeah. Like, and it looks really good. She's very believable as Wonder Woman. And mm-hmm. I feel like Natalie Portman's going to do something similar with her ver- with her female version of, of Thor. Um, which I'm very curious to see uh, what the dynamic is going to be between Thor and Jane. Mm-hmm. Since now Jane is kind of stepping into his role a bit or something because this will be interesting because Thor has been redefining himself yeah and I kind of like that they've been doing that with the character they've been shaking it up a bit because Thor was almost Thor was almost a a one note character yeah and then but since Age of Ultron they've been shaking it up big time with him um between uh he was like he had a whole arc from Thor Ragnarok to Infinity War to Endgame and by the end of Endgame he was like, for the first time in my life, I have no path. Yeah, you know, and he, and what was it he said? He said he said it's time for me to be who I really am and not who I'm supposed to be. Yeah, some yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, which is very interesting. It's that that's very interesting. It's like that to me. That's kind of saying, "Fuck destiny. I am who I am." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's that's a very interesting way to look at things. Um, I feel like that's almost the opposite of what, you know, we were taught that heroes are supposed to be growing up. Like, you know, um, like in The Lion King, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, there's all okay. So, so like Simba's supposed to, he's supposed to be the king. Like, this is your right. destiny. This is who you are. But at the same time, like. Is it who he is? Because Mufasa from the heavens says, remember who you are. But they make it very clear, like, you're suppo- you're meant to be the king. You're supposed to be the king. Yeah. So I guess, lineage and stuff. I guess it's supposed to be both. The king is who he really is, and he's supposed to be the king. But I guess with Thor, they're playing it differently. They're saying, like, yes, he's supposed to be the god of thunder, the, all, the protector of Asgard and... And Midgard, or Midgar in the universe or whatever, but uh, he's chosen to be who he really is. Or, and I guess the question is, who is Thor really? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think um, Thor: Love and Thunder is going to, it should give us an answer. Yeah, for sure. A definite, solid answer. I feel like by the end of this movie, we should know who Thor really is and who he is going to be for for the rest of his time in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Which. I'll ask this question before we move on. Um, how much longer do you think Chris Hemsworth is going to play Thor? Um, do you think he'll call a quest at Avengers Five, or do you, do you think he'll get another a couple of other Avengers stumbled under his belt before he calls it good? I want to say Avengers Five. Yeah. From the way Kevin Feige makes it makes it seem like Avengers Five is the final thing. Recently. I feel like that's going to be his last one, hmm. if that stays true. Okay. Um, so maybe one more, one more Avengers movie, and then maybe a couple of cameos here or there or something. I don't know. Uh, to me, uh, to me, if if you're, it seems to me. Also depends on how this this movie ends. I think. I yeah, true. Uh, to me, it seems that these characters either end on their final solo film or they end in an Avengers film. Mm. And so far, 
at least the main titular hero characters, the Avenger characters, uh, the only two that have, or three, actually, that have seen their end in the story have been Tony, Natasha, and Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, people like John Campy always say, they're coming back! Iron Man and Cap are coming back. I don't think they should. I, I don't think they will. The only one I can see coming back is Cap, but even then, that's problematic. Because what does that mean for Sam? Because mm-hmm. um, I I don't see any reason for Cap to come back unless he's going to be Captain America. Uh, I feel like the, the torch was passed and that's the way it should be. And, and Iron Man... I, I don't want Iron Man to come back at all. As much as I love RDJ as a character, um, I don't think he should come back at all. His ending was so amazing Endgame. I'm more open to like them doing this multiverse thing, like bringing, bringing Tom Cruise's Iron Man for fun. That, that way we can have an Iron Man, but it's not the Iron Man we loved yeah. for so long and lost at Endgame. I feel like they could get away with it that way or just give it years. Give it years and, and, and then uh, let that actress or whoever actress you want mm-hmm. become the, the next, become Iron Maiden or whatever. Like let his daughter become the next, be, uh, take over his mantle. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they should do. Um, they clearly, they clearly want to build up more of a fee, more of the female characters anyway. So oh, why want to do that? Like, I don't see any reason for them to all come back. But uh, I, yeah, I can see Thor. Thor might uh, ultimately end in Avengers Five. I could see that. But I don't know. Hemsworth, he loves this new groove of the character. Oh, yeah, I feel sure. like I feel like. Um, Unless they tell him, hey, we're ready to... Well, because he can't do it forever. Because he'll get to the point to where he'll be demanding too much money and they're not going to want to pay it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want to write... It. They might write him out as Thor. And yeah, you know what? That may, that that might make sense with Natalie Portman taking over the Thor role. Um, this might be kind of like a way to sort of start to segue Hemsworth out as Thor completely. He might end in... Thor Love and Thunder or Avengers 5 or he might do a, a fifth Thor I have no idea yeah but I feel like I feel like uh, because of what they're doing with this character and with and with uh, Jane now kind of stepping in as her own version of Thor I feel like uh, Hemsworth's time in the MCU could be finite so sure um, two more things before we move on I also do really like how Christian Bale looks as Gore the God Butcher. And um, another thing is that I'm interested to see how the Guardians of the Galaxy play into this. I feel like they're only going to be in like the first quarter of the movie. I thought of that, or I thought of they'll be at the first ha- the first act, and then they'll leave. And, and come back later? Yeah, come back. In the third. That could be a possibility. I, but th- I, I could see that happening. To me, though, I feel like... Um, they're going to be with Thor in the beginning. And then I, I feel like when they go off, that's when their movie starts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when Guardians 3 starts. Yeah. Because isn't Guardians 3 coming out next year? Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's the... What's the? What's our third movie we're getting this year as far as Marvel goes? What, do we have, what have we had so far? Is Doctor uh, Strange the first thing? Yeah, because yes. we had Spider-Man No Way Home last, last year. year. And we just had Doctor Strange in May. We're getting Thor, Love and Thunder in July. What's our third movie later this year? I don't think there is one. 
I think there should be. There might be one we're forgetting about. Because Ant-Man comes out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians comes out next year. Um, they don't have a fall release or Christmas release or anything? They sh- that's a... Unless they're just... When's the Marvels coming? Oh, maybe that's the one. Marvels, I think the Marvels might be later this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But that'll probably be a fall release. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't see them doing that on Christmas. Yeah, because I think that that Christmas is going to belong to Avatar. Oh yeah, for sure. God help whatever movie <laughs> sits in that month of Avatar too. Yeah. Uh, but um, speaking of our uh, favorite MCU characters, old Chris Evans has come back to the Disney camp mm-hmm. to. Uh, to voice uh, Buzz Lightyear in the new Pixar Lightyear film. Yeah. And it was funny. I remember, wasn't it last year or like the beginning of 2021? Early 2021, everyone was hearing about, uh, there's news came out that Chris Evans and his, like his, uh, his agent or whatever, they were, they were having just sit down talks with Disney. Yeah. And everyone was like, he's coming back as Cap. He's coming back as Cap. I'm like, he's, I don't think, I mean, the only thing I was open to was like, hey, let's do a Disney Plus show or a movie of him returning the stones. That yeah. could be fun. Yeah. I'm still for that. Yeah, same. I would love to see that. That yeah. I think I think that you it could be as long and as crazy as you want it to be because he had all because because the way it worked is he had all the time in the world to get because as Hulk said, you know, uh, when Sam said like, how long is this going to take him? He said uh, for for. Uh, for him, as long as it needs to, for us, five seconds or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I still think that's a great idea. And I still feel like that they could they could easily, they could do that at any time. They just need Evans, they just need to make the deal. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was it was clearly uh, to get him on board with the voicing Lightyear in the film Lightyear. Yeah. Which, when I think about it, makes sense why they went with him. I feel like, um, well, they clearly wanted a popular name attached to the movie to kind of draw in some crowd. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, uh, I guess the creators thought we could spin a similar, we could we could do some clever things that remind people that remind people of Captain America. We could do because there are some things where like he's looking at the the suit, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, that's clearly like a like a mirrored. Like a that's like a mirrored homage to like the Avengers when he sees a suit in the case. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, uh, but think about okay, so I don't know if they if they had this idea to begin with. I don't know if they ever considered having Tim Allen come voice the character. Right. That might have been a, that might have come up at some point when they sure. were starting talking about doing the movie, but. Whether they reached out to him or they just came to the conclusion on their own, I'm pretty sure that Tim Allen was ruled out from just about the very beginning because it, it, he would probably demand too much money. Because he's been technically voicing Buzz for years. Yeah. And even though this is a different version of the character, this is supposed to be the actual character that the toy is based on in mm-hmm. Toy Story, that still, it's... It's still kind of the same character, so he would he he would still try to strong arm his way into more money, and they probably were just like, we don't want to spend that much, not with this uh, first, because this is technically like its own thing. Yeah, this is its own thing. So 
they don't want to have to spend tens of millions of dollars on a paycheck for Tim Allen. So I think they brought Chris Evans in because he's popular and uh, he won't cost as much. I feel like, now, granted, he did a ton of Marvel movies for them, but this is still a completely different IP. He's going from Marvel to Pixar. So he doesn't really have... Yeah, the, uh, voice acting is most likely going to cost less, but... Yeah. He's still going to be worth a lot of money because he is an A-list. Still, yeah. Actor. No, he's going to get paid good for this. He's, he, I'm assuming he got he got a pretty good paycheck for it, but um, it, it, to get Tim Allen would have cost more. A lot more, I, I think. I, and uh, I think... Tim Allen would have tried to get more, but I don't know if he would have actually succeeded. I don't know anything either. That. I don't know either, but I'm assuming that since he's older and his career is, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what his per, what's going on in his personal life or what his health is like. I don't know if he's aiming to retire in a couple of years or if he's just. No, like, he has oh. a new show on history uh, with yeah. his uh, co-star from Home Improvement. Yeah. Well. All of that, regardless, like to me, like older, older uh, talent and actors and actresses, celebrities, whatever, the older they get, when when a new thing, when when an opportunity to do something comes along, I think they typically want more money because they don't know how much time they got left, so they could come up and they could be like, I can't work anymore. So, but younger sure. talent, that's still they have like an entire career ahead of them, years and years and years ahead of them. I don't think they're as greedy. Uh, they don't. Some. Well, most. Yeah, most. They're they're not they're not typically as greedy, and they're they're willing to like. I mean, Chris Evans took three hundred k for his first time as Cap. Yeah, but that, I, again, that I, wasn't he wasn't a list at the time. Oh, I know, I know, but still, like to me, that was really low. I feel oh, like yes, for sure because RDJ and Scarlet got like twice as much for their first appearances as their characters. Yeah, and I think they were I, more. Established. Well, I actually think that the reason why, I I feel like uh, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans both had like a very similar kind of career mm-hmm. as far as like uh, how known they were and and how and the movies they'd done because they'd actually worked together on a couple of films and they they know each other they've been friends. I think the reason why Chris Evans got three hundred K is because I because if you if you go back and you think he wasn't. He was unsure about the Captain America role, mm-hmm. and I think they were in discuss discussions with him. But wasn't it like right down between him and, and John Krasinski? Yeah, I think yeah. So. so I think that, and from what I understand, from what I've heard about it, it sounds to me like he took longer. If he was, if he was, if he was eager at the very beginning, like oh, I would love to play Cap, hands down. I think he would have said yes a lot sooner, and I think he would have gotten a better deal. But I think because he contemplated on it so long, and he finally got back to them and said yes because someone talk, somebody talked him into it. I think they said, "Well, since it took a while, we're only willing to offer this much." And I think he just said, "That's fine." Yeah, I think that is something could that be. could have happened. Um, but I don't know. I get the sense that Chris Evans isn't isn't a greedy person, especially like. for uh, Fantastic Four that he did before. He probably that's probably one of the reasons why he took so long to. Oh yeah, about it. So, yeah. You know, I really want to get into a superhero movie mm-hmm. if this doesn't do well. No, yeah, because he had played the, he play, he had played in that pool already. Mm-hmm. But I think somebody said like, dude, if this takes off, like it's going to be like super successful. Your yeah. career will bolster because of this. Like, and you'll be able to do whatever you want after.
afterwards. And I'm pretty sure he was like, okay, I'll roll good. the dice. Yeah. So um, I, I think his agent told him, like, you'll get paid this much now, but for Avengers and whatever else they got planned for you, you'll start making those millions. Mm-hmm. Now, um, but yeah, I, I really think he just, he was the cheaper option. He's also, but he's also a more ideal option because they want, they just want a fresh, it's it's a fresh take on Buzz Lightyear, the actual character. Yeah. So to get another voice actor, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a great pick. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to see, the movie looks good. The trailers look great. Um, I've enjoyed them. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed all the trailers immensely. I think I liked the. I think I liked the uh, first one the best, and of course the third trailer went ahead and gave it away. I kind of wish it hadn't, but they went ahead and gave away part of the story, and uh, which I totally was like, I, I figured that's what happened. I figured he 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 time traveled. Mm-hmm. He time traveled like several decades, which makes sense to me. I just kind of wish they had not given it away, but whatever. Um, for what they wanted to show in the trailer, it makes sense, but I, I feel like... For all we know, that's just one little piece of it. Oh, I know there's, there's, there's the so much story. more to it, but I just feel like that's just something that they shouldn't have given away yet. Like that, That's just something they should continue to let us speculate on. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they were... I mean, I, I really prefer teasers and official trailers first, but yeah. it's always like that, that, that third trailer that really gives away some stuff. Because... Because uh, teasers, everything is in such obscurity, and you can yeah. speculate so much. And then the first, so, the official trailer, so exciting. A little bit more is, is told to you, but not too much. Yeah. And to me, but to me, the third trailers, they always reveal just something that I feel like should have been saved for the movie. Um, that, that's just that's that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I'm I'm still excited to see it. I'm so yeah. I'm I'm sure there's gonna be way more. Like you said, there's gonna be a lot more surprises and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been, I mean, like we talked about this, like what, yesterday I was asking you, like, when are the tickets going on sale? Yeah. Cause I have been like regularly checking into premier cinema cause they have a, they have an early access screening on Wednesday, next mm. Wednesday Yeah. that I'm eager to see. And I want to take my nephew to see it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, come on, come on, come on. And, uh, but nothing. nothing. No. I mean, I, like I said to you yesterday, I, had not heard anything about uh, like your tickets going on sale, but yeah. Try looking up a release date for them, and there's no release date for the release of the tickets. Hmm. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just keep checking. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But like that, I, that early access screening, I feel like it's gonna is gonna fill up quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially you know with no school, parents are gonna take their kids or. Somewhat. Have they shown Zerg in the trailers yet? Yeah. Okay, that's right. I believe they did. I just feel like he's just been like flash images or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the f- the official trailer. He was really quick. It was like a really quick mm-hmm. little uh, shot. The third one, the recent, the latest one, they show him uh, a little bit longer, but yeah, yeah. they do show mm-hmm. him. So this is the. First Pixar film in a, in a little while that's been that's gonna get on the big screen because the last few mm-hmm. have been straight really it, ever since uh, uh, Soul, oh, ever since yeah. Soul like since Soul like they've all been straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, it just it sucks because uh, Turning Red 
is a really good, it's damn good. I haven't finished it. You sh- It's really, it's really good. Yeah, it looked really good. I was really enjoying it. I was watching it at my sister's, but mm-hmm. then they came back and I, I stopped it. Yeah, I hadn't finished it yet. No, I think everybody kind of agrees that they should have at least put Turning Red into the theaters because they would have made a killing. Yeah, uh, I don't know what. I don't know what's going on over at Disney, but we know we know the the House of Mouse is not exactly in order. <laughs> and uh, if, if they keep treating Pixar the way I don't mean, Lightyear, I, I felt like they they knew like all right if we if we don't put Lightyear in theaters, uh, not only will Pixar be mad, I think everyone else will be mad too. Yeah, uh, they knew they were gonna have a ride on their hands, but still like. I don't know why they've treated Pixar the way they have recently because people at Pixar, from what I heard, are pissed. Oh, yeah. So, and I was like, man, if this keeps up, they're going to, we're going to see a mass exodus of Pixar from Disney. They're going to be like, we want out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic in discussion. Right. Um, how well do you think Lightyear is going to do? Hmm. I think it's going to do fairly well just because you have a character from a well-known franchise, even though it's not the toy, but it is the character of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, so you have a lot of that. I think that's your main selling point is that this is, you know, a character that you technically know and love, even though it's not the toy character. Um, and then you have people who you know like to go watch movies based on who's in it and Chris Evans being the big name in this uh, you'll get those people for sure who would want to check it out maybe not check it out on the first weekend but will probably be interested in it and go when they feel like it I agree um, how do you feel like how do you feel it's going to do open a weekend is it, it going to break over 100 million I don't think it'll go that big. Really? I don't think it'll go You don't go think it'll go that big? No. Okay, well, what's your number? Damn it. I'll probably go like 85. I think it could do as... I think it could do as well as 120. But... I'm gonna put... But for some reason, <laughs> I'm gonna play it safe. And, and if I had to put... The, if I had to put an actual dollar on it, mm-hmm. I would say 110. Under ten million, I'd say it's gonna at least do that, but I believe it could do better. Mm-hmm. I do believe it it could do much better. I I think it could definitely hit one twenty or higher, but I'm thinking it's gonna. I I really think it's gonna crack over hundred. But even if it doesn't, it'll be fine. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Like this is the kind of movie I think will have legs. Oh yeah, for sure. People will go out to see it regularly. Word of mouth will get around. People will be like, "Oh my god, like yeah." So if good. it's if it's good, it will definitely have legs. Yeah. Um, Speaking of legs, mm-hmm. apparently a certain movie that came out this last month apparently has legs. Yeah. As and uh the star himself has legs. That's <laughs> we all know that. Top Gun Maverick apparently had a very good uh second weekend. Yeah. Apparently the Oh no 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 the record. It hasn't been the second is it been, has it been the second weekend yet? Yeah. I mean, I've, okay. I listened to a video today talking about that. What was the percentage drop? 32. That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think it has. It now holds the record for second highest, or the first crazy. second weekend 
drop. Because like, people were talking about like, lowest. oh, it could be it could be 49, 48. That'd be exciting. 32. Yeah. And I believe it because when I went to go see it with my sis, I wanted to watch it in IMAX. The 7 o'clock showing was pretty much booked except for the front row. I'm not going to do that. No. Um, looked at some other showings like an XD. That was all booked. Damn. So I, I was like, okay, we're going to Alamo. And, of course, Alamo, all they had were the front row. But that's left. Fine. Yeah. And, that's of good. course, that's the only front row I was it Was it their bigger theater? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I believe it. It, it, I'm so glad it holds the record for the lowest, uh, second weekend drop. So you've seen the original, right? I have seen it. It's been a while, but I I have seen it. Okay. From what you remember about the original, how do you think this one holds up? Do you think it's as good, on par, better? I think it's better. (laughs) That is what I've been hearing. A lot of people have been saying this is better than the original. I'm just like, really? Granted, because I you are comparing eras. Yes, it's completely two completely different eras. That's but my whole thing is that uh, well, one when I saw this movie, for me, it's on par. It's Mm -hmm. on par with the original. I I hold it just as high. Mm -hmm. But I, I was thinking like the original is better more classics more it's more it's more right. you know it has, it has it has more of, of that top gun feel to it uh but then i start hearing people saying like this is better even rotten tomatoes said something of that nature mm-hmm. i was just like what yeah. really and i thought okay and i said all right well i guess before i make a final decision on this i need to watch both of them back to back i need to take like I don't know. I don't know when it'll be. It probably won't be anytime soon. But uh, I need to. I need to take a day. I need to watch Top Gun, and then I need to go watch Top Gun Maverick, and then mm-hmm. I, and then just back to back, just see what I think of them, yeah. and uh, see which one I think is better. Um, I'm happy to hear that a lot of people think this movie is better than the first one. Because that just shows how good this movie is. Which, this movie is really good. I was actually shocked at how good it was. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was in that opening bit with uh, the, the I don't know what that thing's called. And I was in the, I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, that, that, uh, like, that orbital jet or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I forget. I knew what that thing was called at one point, but I forgot. Yeah. That was awesome. No, yeah. I, like, I like how he hit, he hit Mach 10, and there was like, hell yeah, he's like, just a, a little, little bit, bit more. more. <laughs> and, then he, and then it all falls apart. Yeah. I love that scene at the diner when he just crashes. Yeah. And he's in his suit, which looks like a space suit, and everybody's just staring at him. He's like, oh, where am I? The, the kid's kid. like, Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone laughed in the theater uh, so at our showing. Um, yeah. So... What did we think of Miles Teller as Goose's son, as Rooster? Thank you. It was great. Yeah. I, one of my f- favorite moments of the film was between him and Maverick at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, when they got back to the, to the carrier. And um, Maverick tells him, Thank you for saving my life. Yeah. And then Richard says, it's what my dad would have done. Yeah. <laughs> that got me. I was yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah, that was, was a very emotional moment for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
So what was your favorite uh, thing about the movie? What do you think the movie... What, what really sold the movie for you? The practicality of it. Oh, yeah. The practical effects. Um, the fact that they had to... They figured out a way to put six IMAX quality cameras in an F-18. And they were up there for like an hour doing their scenes, uh, is what I think the director said. And it shows, and it's great. That's what I love about it. It's not a green screen. Those are real G-forces on those people's faces. Um, It's a real skyline. It's real mountains. It's real planes doing these amazing things. That's what makes it great. That's what makes it makes it. That's what made it even more astounding for me mm-hmm. personally. Um, it was just one of those moments. It's just one of those movies that I haven't f- felt where I was on the edge of my seat. I, like MCU movies, like Doctor Strange. I was. I'm just enjoying the ride, and I hate to use the um, the analogy that uh, Martin Scorsese uses as. Uh, MCU movies to him are like roller coasters. Yeah. After this Top Gun movie, I feel like I kind of understand what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's not a bag on MCU movies at all because I still love them. But this after this movie, I couldn't stop thinking about it and I couldn't stop watching behind the scenes stuff of how they did certain things and yeah. Um, I I totally. Agree put this in my my top five films of all time. Yeah. I think it's just... I can't believe how well Tom Cruise has been aging. The man mm-hmm. is 60 years old. He's, Jeez, yeah. He's just about 60. He yeah. might be like 59 or something, but yeah. he's right at... He's pretty much right at 60. Yeah. And he's running around with 20, with 20 and 30-year-old people like playing football yeah. playing tag football getting knocked down and getting back up like i gotta get into scientology that's yeah. where, the, <laughs> they that's have where the, the magic is they have the fountain of youth yeah, I know. <laughs> no Dude. seriously tom cruise has been drinking from like a thought someone uh i heard a joke about he's like he, he he's uh the winter soldier of hollywood <laughs> he's yeah he, uh, he gets Froze every time he's done with the movie, they freeze. They freeze him for like six months, and then he comes back out. That's that's how he's been aging so well. Yeah, he's really closer to forty. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, um, no, I mean, he, he's in a he's in amazing shape. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's so it's amazing his the physicality he brings to each of his roles these days, especially when it comes to uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like, every Mission Impossible movie that comes out, everyone's just like, what's his next, what's the next crazy thing he's going to do? Yeah. And, um, like, it's just nuts. Um, he's 60, and he's in, like, he's far more cut and in better shape than I am. I'm, yeah. I'm half his age. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, dang it, Tom. I got all this pudge. Look at you there. <laughs> yeah. Um. He clearly like I, I, I he's got to have like like the best. Uh, people when it comes to like uh, health and diet and training. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's got to be like, I don't know if this guy has a cheat day. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but he, he clearly like really. Uh, loves his work and despite all of his Scientology 
like drama mm-hmm. and stuff and, and w- with Katie Holmes and all that crap he went through in the 2000s it's amazing that he still has the career he has today um, yeah. and I think a lot of it is just because he continues to impress on the big screen he can, his movies continue to be very entertaining he continues to be a compelling actor that people love to go see and even though some people have written him off because he's a Scientologist yeah. I, think, I think a lot of those people have come back over the years because people other people tell them like you gotta see what he does in this new movie he did yeah and I think some people have like for example I think some people who were just like I'm done with Tom Cruise I don't believe in Scientology I'm almost bored you know what I do I think when the Mission Impossible 5 came out Rogue Nation someone said like uh, he held on to the side of a plane (laughs) and it took off yeah and it was real and they were like what no yeah and then they this is BS. And, then, and no, it's real. And they watch the movie and they're just like, holy shit. And I think this is what brings people back to see him is because everyone wants to see the crazy stuff he's going to do because he loves to do everything for real. Yeah. Um, I've heard, isn't, I think Dead Reckoning is supposed to have like a, like a, like a low orbit space sequence or something. I haven't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I haven't heard I heard that. something about that when it was going into production. Um, well, yeah. I know they've revealed to us the big motorcycle cliff jump scene mm-hmm. in the teaser, but one thing that kind of gets me that I'm just like, okay, so two sides to this. First, um, the title, Dead Reckoning Part One, and I've been noticing that there's been some Part Ones coming back because Part One was a thing that started with the Harry Potter movies of the last. With the last two, mm-hmm. Deathly Hollows Part One, Deathly Hollows Part Two, and then it, it went that went into the Hunger Games, and then it went into uh, Twi- Twilight first, then Hunger Games, and and uh, it started getting old, and it was supposed to be in the MCU films too, like it was going to be Avengers: Infinity War Part One, and then Avengers: Infinity War Part Two, but then they changed it. They yeah. got they got off of that and said, no, we need two completely different titles, because uh, I think they realized that the Part One Part Two stuff was getting old. So that, that and I, I remember seeing uh, screenwriters, the screenwriters of both Infinity War and Endgame, realize that the while as they were writing it, they realized this was two separate movies. So the part one, part two wouldn't have. They're going to be very different. Yeah, they're going to be very different kind of movies. So yeah, so, so good on them for giving us actual like titles. legit titles, like for changing the last one to Endgame, Avengers Endgame, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, now. And I thought, okay, part one, part two stuff, that all of, that's all done. But then, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, part one. I was like, what? And now, yeah. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. I'm like, is that back? <laughs> what is going on here? Now, that's just, my, that's just my little peeve. Like I'm just like, great, the part one, part two shit's coming back. Great. But, um, so basically, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one and part two are basically going to be like one big story, kind of like how if any were Endgame were a story. I feel like they're going to be... Now, I, but still, Dead Reckoning, part one is going to have its own amazing climactic moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to build up to its own climax. It's going to have its own ending. It's probably just going to have like a cliffhanger kind of ending. But then, I, but then, of course, part two is going to have like the more... It's going to be an even more exciting ending or yeah. whatever. Because uh, that's just how it goes. But if you're gonna do a part one and part two back to back, shooting, they release one year after another. Like that's just how it goes. The part two is always gonna be like, you're gonna be like, oh shit, here we go. You know, the, it's always gonna be the bigger impact ending. 
Yeah. Uh, but this brings the question, like, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Dead Reckoning Part 2, what does that mean for the franchise? Is it, Are these the final two movies of the franchise? That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I If you're heard... going so far as putting Part 1 and Part 2, it means, like, this is the last Mission Impossible and this story is going to span, needs to span two movies for whatever reason. That's crazy to me, considering that Tom Cruise has gone on record to say that he'll play this character until he's 90. Which I believe. Um, that said, when you think about it, it might make sense why they're ending it because they can only pay Tom so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he were to go on, go into 20 Mission Impossible films, his salary would get ridiculously high. Too high. You can't pay your lead actor a billion dollars. <laughs> or not, not but a billion is too high, but you can't pay your lead actor. It like, too. He is a producer too, and mm-hmm. he makes a lot of money. Yeah. So it makes sense why they're ending it. Um, if this is, if this is, and to me, this does feel like it's the end all be all. We got that one character in it. I don't remember his name. Keatrich? I think Keatrich is his name. Okay. Uh, he's the he's the guy that has that 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 monologue stuff. He's from the first movie. Oh, you wow. might have recognized him from the first movie. He's in the he's in the teaser. Uh, if you go back and watch the first movie, you'll be like, oh, there he is. There's a yeah, little bitch. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched the first movie, but oh, the first movie's the first movie is good. It's 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 two. That's two is the questionable film. It's still fun that's to watch, but two is the is the one film where it's just like all right, it's like it's the bastard child of the franchise. <laughs> it's the one because it's the one. Um, John, uh, I think it was John John Woo, mm-hmm. and you know, John Woo is just all about flash. Yeah, uh, when it comes to his films, um, and people have said that the second Mission Impossible movie has always been. To them, it seemed like it was more of a James Bond flick. Mm. But then Mission Impossible 3 took it. To me, I I don't understand why there are some haters from Mission Impossible 3. That was news to me a couple of years ago when I found out some people don't like Mission Impossible 3. Because mm. I fucking love Mission Impossible 3. To me, Mission Impossible 3 is what saved the franchise. Mm. And to, it, it was, for a while, people thought that was going to be the end of it. Mm. And rightfully so. It's a trilogy. It rounds up the trilogy. Great. But then everything got revitalized through Ghost Protocol. And I don't think Ghost Protocol Ghost Protocol to me is not as good as Mission Impossible 3. It's better than the first two. Um, but then Mission Impossible 5 and Fallout, that's where it starts getting really good. And Fallout especially. Fallout is the best Mission Impossible film. Like I I like Rogue Nation just fine, but I wasn't that crazy about Rogue Nation. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Fallout kicks that movie's ass. Fallout is such a fucking good movie. Fallout is really good. It's the best one yet. I mean, Henry Cavill is the villain. The mustache. He's, he's literally a mustache twirling. No, I'm kidding. He's not really a mustache twirling villain. But he has a, <laughs> the he has a, why mus- you have, he has a mustache. <laughs> the reason why you have weird lips, Superman. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but I thought it was great for the look of his character. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, man, uh, talking about it makes me want to watch Mission Impossible Fallout tonight. <laughs> that movie mm-hmm. so good. I remember the last time I watched it, it felt like a real treat. Because it was just, it just looks good. The story's great. The, everything about it, the action, the, the practical effects, all of the stunt work is just incredible. It feels like, it honestly feels to me, it's, it's Tom Cruise, like, at his absolute best. Yeah. And I feel like he's just only, and... I think because he's getting older, I think he fears he's going to 
at some point, like something might happen with his health and he might not be able to do what he can do anymore. And he's just trying to do as much as he can. Oh, yeah. So uh, maybe he's maybe he's feeling like something's up with his health and he feels like, I think when I hit my 60s, I'm going to start to decline. Mm-hmm. And I won't be able to do what I, I won't be able to be as physically active anymore. So I want to get all of these. I want to get this Mission Impossible series done. I just want to do is I want to go absolutely nuts with it. Yeah. You know. Maybe that's what's happening here. Uh, then again, who knows? Maybe he'll be 80 and he'll still be running. We'll still see. And you know what? I love seeing Tom run. <laughs> I love seeing Tom Cruise run. I love seeing that in the teaser. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I love seeing Tom Cruise run. That's when you know it's a good movie. Right. <laughs> Can't catch me, gay thoughts. <laughs> is that, is that, was that a family guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a family guy thing. Yeah. Um, no, I think, but that's another reason why I, th- I appreciate Top Gun Maverick is because t- uh, Tom Cruise puts in a hundred and ten percent, not just into this, but to everything. But um, watching behind the scenes, like he had planned out a three month boot camp for the rest of the crew and ca- uh, the rest of the cast members, so they could do the the flying stuff, and the fact that he helped program it and schedule it out yeah. is insane I've seen people uh, talk about like the original Top Gun how some people actually hated the original and they were skeptical going into this one and then, really? they, and then, yeah, and then they watched this one and they're like holy crap I love this one I still hate the, the original but I, lo- but I love this one so you know people have different reactions you think that they're pretty much on par right now Anyway, yeah, I think it's uh, this one is better, not like by much, but I think it's yeah better. And then there are some people who think uh, the original's not good, maybe just because it's you know an '80s thing, and they love this one, or they both. I haven't seen this yet, but people there there might be some people who hate both of. Both of them, which I haven't seen, but yeah, it's all subjective. Yeah, um, what did you think of of Val Kilmer's Iceman appearing in the one scene he did in this? It was great. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that he they got him to do at least one scene, even though he has that condition. Um, I, even that, I think that was an emotional moment for me as well. Yeah, apparently, uh, uh, it was like the reason he looked as good as he did is because that was all makeup and CGI. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he told them to do whatever they could to pretty him up because he said, "I look rough." <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, well, that I, I feel like they may have, I think they may have overdone it a little bit. I think he looked a little too pretty, but he looked good mm-hmm. regardless. Uh, but I liked how he, I liked how at first it starts off and he's just typing, and I liked how he had one line where he spoke. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I also think I didn't notice the CGI because at Alamo they actually showed like you know how they tell they tell you like they show you something, uh, like a little short clip either from a movie or from something else that they did themselves saying don't talk. Yeah. They showed Val Kilmer before he couldn't talk. I guess. Huh. Um. Uh, I guess it seems like maybe five years ago, maybe a little bit more. They had him doing the don't talk spiel. Mm-hmm. So probably because I had that fresh in my mind. And to me, the way they made him look in this one did, 
just kind of it looked the same to me. Oh yeah. But then again, I haven't seen any recent recent pictures of him. So I don't know. The recent ones I've seen are just still images online, and, mm-hmm. and he looks he just looks rougher. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they did a good job making him look good and presentable for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad they got him in the movie and he had that one scene. I, I liked how they they were able to build up to that scene with text messages between him and Maverick. That was gr- I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it made sense. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Uh, I I love Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. God, Jennifer Connelly was so great in this. Um. I liked how they threw so they, they 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 at the end of that bar scene. I like how they throw they threw Maverick out, and then when he came back the next day as the instructor, they're all just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how he didn't make a thing of it. He was just like, "What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was um, good. I like how he he didn't really pull rank on people. I like how he was not one of those kind of officers. Mm-hmm. He I like how he he doesn't he doesn't like to to pull rank. He was truly like. Uh, there to really help them. He was really a team player, and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really dug it. It was it was really good. Mostella was great. Uh, the guy who played uh, Hangman. No, oh, Glenn Powell. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. That guy's a beast. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I think he was probably one of my top characters that I think stole the show. Is it either between bit. him or uh, Miles Teller for me? Yeah, Miles Teller was great. Uh-huh. I really, I really like Miles Teller to me. Like I felt like they did a great job. Like between him and Maverick, they did a great job honoring Goose's mm-hmm. memory. I felt like that was amazing. I loved how how Maverick was still like talk to me, Goose, and I love how Rooster was like talk to me, Dad. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and then good. of course that little bit at the end. I like how they both got into the F eighteen together. I liked how it was. And I was just like, "Oh, of course they would do." It, it took me a minute to get it. I was like, "Oh, it's, he's in the back like his dad." Like, oh, yeah, okay, I get what they're doing here. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I liked how they did that. That was kind of. And then I, I liked at the end the for me the cherry on top was whenever um, Rooster, whenever Maverick said to Rooster, uh, "Thanks for saving my life," and he said, "Is what my dad would have done." Mm-hmm. It, got, it got me. I, I also like, thought we were gonna lose Maverick. Um, yeah, I thought they were gonna do like a reverse. Of the first movie where, um, you know, when he's like, hey, pull those things to eject. Miles Teller ejects, but Maverick d- can't. Uh-huh. So I thought that was going to happen. That didn't happen, but I mean, not that I would have preferred that. I just, that's, while I was watching the movie, I thought we were going to get that. Oh, no, I totally thought for going through the movie, I thought there's a good chance Maverick's going to die. Mm. And I thought, will they do that? If I had to bet money, I would have gone no. No, mm-hmm. they won't kill him. But I did, I knew it was a possibility. I was yeah. Like, it's a possibility. They could do that. Um, How would you, how would you rank it? What score would you give it? 10 out of 10. 10? Damn. I will go on record to say this is probably, for me, either a near perfect movie or a perfect movie. Because they don't rely on nostalgia, even though it's there. Yeah. They're not hitting you over the head with it. No. Um, it has suspenseful moments. It has emotional beats. It uh, has the thrills. 
has a, those practicality awesome shots. It's just it's the reason why you go to a movie to experience that. And I'm so glad they didn't put it on streaming. Cause I, I think I've heard talks of who the studio wanted to put it on streaming after, you know, the whole shit show the pandemic was. And I think Tom Cruise and everybody else really fought that like, no, this needs to be in on theaters. the big screen. And he's still fighting that it, it, it stay in theaters. It doesn't go to streaming until after three months, not 45 days. That's, yeah, I, I agree. I think with the legs it has, I think Paramount would be stupid not to keep it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think they like this, they because sh- it's just more money. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the last thing I was going to say was that it has a simple story. And uh, I love the fact that you don't know technically who the enemy is. That's true. It's all about the challenge of the mission. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, the 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 enemy was not who the enemy was was not important. It was yeah. just simply the challenge of the mission. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. They never, in fact, they never really define who the enemy is at all. Yeah. All we know is that they have fifth generational fighter fighter jets. Or yeah, and that you know they were building this uranium plant, and that was against NATO uh, policy or whatever it was. Right. So, short, uh, you know, simple plan, but you add all this yummy goodness of mm-hmm. cinema and story beats and stuff like that. That's what makes it great. It's for me it's definitely I, I, I it's a nine. It's definitely a nine. I gotta watch it again along mm-hmm. with the first one and then I can give it maybe I maybe I can give it a ten. I'm not sure. Uh but I'm with you. Yeah, it's either damn near perfect or it is perfect. It's it's a, it was a really good movie. I was actually like I wasn't disappointed. I think I was just so hyped for it. I don't feel like I was absolutely blown away by it, but I was very, I was very uh, satisfied. I, that's in fact, I, mean, I do remember that Haley asked me like so, and because she knew I was looking forward to this movie for like a long time, and I told her it did not disappoint. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was good. I mean, it just wowed me, and it's mainly just those flight sequences for sure. Um, just because of the flight sequences. Just for those alone, I wouldn't mind going back to see it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going back to see it again just for fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like like the flight sequences alone are just incredible to, to watch. Yeah. Those, they're so good. Because, um, I mean, I remember coming out of it, and usually when I come out of a movie, I'm like, oh, I had that one scene I had a problem with. Or, oh, that one was, that scene was kind of, eh. I just, I didn't have that when I came out. Of this one. How, how well do you think it's going to do the box office? Do you think it's going to hit a billion? Or do you think it's just going to hit around seven, eight hundred million? Shoot. I think it has the potential to hit a billion. The legs it has. Yeah. If they keep it in theaters for three months and if it continues as legs, yeah, definitely could. Yeah. I think it's definitely safe to say it's going to hit 600, maybe even as high as seven to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it has, if it still has its legs... And if Paramount will keep it in for three months, there's a damn good chance it could hit a billion. Yeah. Um, I'll probably say like 850 mil. Mm, Okay. Just because not only, I mean, not only because of its legs, but, you know, everybody's like, comes out of it and goes, oh, I got to get this person to watch this. I got to 
bring this person. I told my dad today, I told him, like, you need to take, you need to get mom to the theater, you need to, y'all need to go watch Top Gun, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. And he said, oh, your mom doesn't want to go there. And I'm just like, I don't <laughs> care, make her go. <laughs> like, it's good. I'm telling you, it's not good. Yeah. But, um, no, like, they're not going to wait. They're going to wait. Like, my mom is just, she's just very stingy about movie theaters. But uh, she makes exceptions every now and then. I think the last movie she went to the theater to go watch was, uh, I think it was, now nah, maybe something else, but I know one of the last ones I went to go see with her was the Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. But that's just an exception. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't, and that's just because she loves Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but... But yeah, I know, like, my dad, my dad's talked about, like, maybe he'll stop by the theater and watch it himself. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is, this is, and oh yeah, this movie brought back a whole nother demographic of people. It brought back the people who are, like, older, like, over 40. Oh yeah. Brought back all the, brought back all the older people who watched Top Gun back in the day. There's a good mix of my showing of, like, elderly mixed with middle-aged people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some, you know, our age, like millennials and a little bit of Gen Z here or there, but it was mainly, uh, that older generation. Yeah. But I enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. Didn't disappoint. I'm so happy I finally, finally got to see it because I was just raving about this movie two years ago mm-hmm. and it didn't, and I look forward to seeing it again. I actually will probably go back to the theater to watch it before it leaves theaters. Yeah. Same here. But. That's all we got for the day, folks. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. Feel free to like, subscribe, and comment. Let us know what you think. Are there any topics you would like to suggest for us to discuss? Please tell us. And until next time, adios. And sayonara.